FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 198 of the podcast that goes snicked. Snicked. We're your host, Jason and Denise Venable. What's up? Not much, and, and I apologize. I know it's uh, been a hot minute since we put an episode out. <laughs> I just haven't been able to get to it the way I want to, and I apologize. But uh, hey, we have one here. Now this comes with an apology too, because it's going to be pretty short. There's yeah. just not much to talk about. I mean, we're, we're finishing all the Wolverine comics for October 2016, but that's just not much. Nope. Wolverine wasn't in all new X-Men, and I don't really care that much about Extraordinary X-Men. <laughs> so I'll barely talk about that. But um, we really only have one comic to really talk about. That's Old Man Logan number 12. But, but? we do have some news. <gasps> news? I'm pregnant. Extra, extra, read all about it. <laughs> it's not a tumor. It's Wolverine's baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, in case you live in a hole, or under a rock. Like me. Isn't that where people live? Under rocks? Yes. In caves? I happen to live in a hole under a rock. <laughs> Inside a cave? Inside a cave. Inside of. Never mind. Um, but in case you're like Denise here, there is a new trailer for the new Wolverine movie, <laughs> Hugh Jackman's last. But the trailer looks pretty sweet. It's, uh, the installment is just going to be called Logan. I love it. Uh, probably some people were bummed because the rumor was that it was going to be old man Logan. Even with just Logan... He looks old. He does look old. <laughs> and it's in the future from the Wolverine. Yes. Some time has passed. Um, so, by the way, spoilers. You know, we said it at the beginning, and I'll say it again. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk a lot about what's in this trailer. So, it appears to be in the future. I've seen a lot of speculation on the which x-men film a timeline it's in okay and the prevailing theories seem to be timeline b don't ask me to explain okay <laughs> but it's a timeline that diverges off of uh days of future past i guess or no is it the other one i don't know it has to be the other one because the days of future past would be one timeline and the timeline after x3 would be the other wow you lost me well, you know. Anyway, in this future, uh, Logan's the last mutant. I am the last one. Except for maybe Professor X, but you you had asked. Yeah, so I thought Professor X died. And I think he still did. I think he's probably inside Logan's head. Well, now at the end of that one movie, uh, which one? We just did the... X3. Yes, sorry. Yeah. So you know how the movie ends and then they have like the little Oh yeah, afterwards? Professor X wakes up inside the other body. Yeah. Yeah. So but this is still Patrick Stewart, so Yeah, but not to confuse people. <laughs> they probably have like one scene where they cut to like the guy he went into, but then they cut back to Patrick Stewart so they don't confuse people. Mm, maybe. 
But it's interesting because it looks like Logan is carrying him. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's all in wackadoodle land. Mm, I don't think so. But we'll see. We will see. And there's the guy with the bandages and the hat. I forget his name because I'm terrible at my job. I didn't do any research. <laughs> bandages in the hat? Yeah. Must have missed that when I was watching the preview. I think he was in both of them. Now, I watched the R-rated trailer. I think you just watched oh, the regular trailer. I I'm just pretty sure Wolverine trailer. I'm pretty sure Homeboy's in both. Let's just, let's just see who that is. See how unobservant I was? Logan. It's probably because I was tweeting with Georgie about the horrible Jean Grey series. <laughs> what a waste of a tree. You may have. May have. Um, oh. It's going to be Donald Pierce? I don't know. Why does he have bandages? Let's see what, what cinnamon blend has to say. Because he cut himself. Look, Nick. Needed a Band-Aid. Oh, this is... Uh, this is quintessential podcasting. It will all be edited out. <laughs> it is going to be the Reavers. So we know that. And there's still the rumor, of course, that Mr. Sinister might be in it. Whatever might he have to do. But one thing we do know for sure is that Laura, X-23, <gasps> and what looks to me a pretty young version, is in the trailer. Like, it's no longer like, oh, I wonder if she's going to be in the movie. No, she's in the trailer. Yep. And it'll be really interesting to see how they carry forward with that. Yeah. Um, whether this is just kind of a nod to fans or whether it's going to end up being a setup for maybe the transition. Now, that does cause or propose a solution. And then instead of recasting Hugh Jackman, yeah. you just progress and evolve the character to kind of the, the legacy character. Well, and it would make sense. It's what's happening in the comic book. Right. Yeah. Definitely. The only thing that would kind of bum me out about it is if that's what they decide to do, then that means in this timeline, Laura would be kind of by herself with no other X-Men. Oh, that's right, because Wolverine made a comment in the trailer. Yeah, there's no no more mutants. So, but I don't know. Mm. I mean, they can weave it back in through time travel. Or, I know or, how the movie's going to end. Okay, how's the movie going to end? Wolverine's going to wake up from a bad dream. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So there'll still be mutants, but... That's the thing, is Laura still exists because it was a dream so that he'd go hunt down Laura. Mm, maybe. Anyway, so we're going to have Laura and we'll see what she does. Uh, so another thing to note, you know, I, I mentioned I saw the R-rated trailer. The movie's going to be rated R. So that'll be kind of a first. But I think it could be um, now. Why do you think pretty sweet. I think they're going to let Wolverine cut loose a little bit. Go Berserker. Yeah. Okay. You know, and the Deadpool movie was so successful, and it was rated R, and kind of pushed the envelope. And parents who didn't realize it was rated R took their kids to it. Uh, most, if you can't read the rating on the movie, you, you shouldn't, shouldn't have kids. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be PC. Well, there's no time for that. I'm in a hurry. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. So that'll be pretty cool. And, you know, I'm, I am cautiously optimistic about it. I'm hoping it can buck the trend and not just be a great two-thirds of a movie, but maybe actually be a great whole movie. Okay. That would be my preference. <laughs> Let Jack and go out with a bang. What do you think of the, the Johnny Cash, 
slash Nine Inch Nails cover. I like the it. trailer. Yeah, I thought it fit really well. Yeah. And I like the way they cut it. Like the the lyrics they used. Yeah. Kind of the way they recut it sounded really cool and kind of fit with the story and seems like a song that Logan would like. Yeah. So anyway, I am excited. Like I said, kind of cautiously excited. I've I got really really excited for the Wolverine and loved most of it. Right. I'm hoping maybe I can love all of this one. I think you were excited that X-23 was going to be in it. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see how that goes. And there's no indication in the trailer whether she's going to pop any claws or, or whatever. But hmm. it's it's got, got lots of potential. Okay. So that's our Logan trailer. We would love to hear what you guys think about it, whether you're excited or not. You know, whatever whatever thoughts you have to say. Whether you're glad the director's returning or whether you wish somebody else would do it, whether you're kind of like, okay, yeah, Jackman's great, but we've had enough, or whether you're really, really sad that he's leaving. <laughs> you know, you can, any of those are all valid opinions as long as they're yours. So please share them if you feel so compelled, and we will we'll talk about them next time we, we get together. Yep. So anyway, that's the trailer. You want to talk about some comics? Yeah, let's why, do it. Why not, right? That's what. What what you pay us for. <laughs> or not pay us for. You don't have to. We, we will never go to like, what is it, Patreon or whatever. What? Not that there's anything wrong with podcasts that do. It's just not me. But anyway. It's like a, it's like a voluntary. It's not. A, it's really not a bad idea. So as, as a way to kind of raise support for a show, instead of getting a sponsor, one thing you can do is this this account and people can voluntarily like give a certain amount a month like maybe a dollar a month or whatever right to support the podcast so it's like public broadcasting yeah okay yeah and you know it's not like i said it's not a bad idea i just don't it doesn't seem like me what you don't think our fans would give us a buck (laughs) i just don't want to do it maybe over the course of a month we could afford half a beer (laughs) (laughs) and then we'd split it no no. <laughs> no, we would fight for it we, we'd, to the death. We'd have a zombie type apocalypse uh, yeah. fight. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Ow! Yep, that was me winning, taking the beer. Ow. What did you do? I stubbed my toe. You stubbed your toe. We're sitting still at the table. <laughs> I was shaking. I was rocking my feet back <laughs> shaking. Forth. Yeah, she's got the DTs, everybody. Oh, it's I was hard to come down from that. I jammed it into the sugar honey smacks. <laughs> table. Shut up. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get to the the comics. Let's do from it. From Logan to Old Man Logan. Here we go. Okay, so our main comic for this episode, our main squeeze, is Old Man Logan number twelve. The Last Ronin, Part 4, The Old Man and the Boy, A Story of Inappropriate Behavior. No, not really. Um, This is written by Jeff Lemire, art by Andrea Sorrentino, colors by Marcello Maiolo, letters by VCs Corey Pettit, and the cover by Sorrentino, and it's another great cover, a purpley grayish-white cloudy background with our Japanese sun with the hilt of a sword in it and then a temple below it. It's a really nice cover. It is. I'm getting tired of the dots. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Whatever you do, don't do the same thing three times in a row around Denise. I need more variety. (laughs) 
All right, so remember some stuff has happened in this comic, and no one really cares. Um, <laughs> you said it, not me. Yeah. No, remember, uh, Logan is still in Japan, still fighting this guy with the third eye. But it's closed right now, so it's third eye blind. Oh. Man. I saw them one time. They were terrible. Were they? <laughs> yeah. They oh. they opened for you too on the Pop Mart stage. What was their like tour. one? Well, they had several hits, and some of them were actually pretty good. They just weren't any good live. At least not the time I saw them. Uh, they had that semi charm kind of live. Um, the what's it was not ledge walker, but I don't remember what it's called. But <laughs> why don't you step back from that ledge, my friend? Oh, I have a line beard, and it will never end. <laughs> He had a line beard. Mr. Stephen no, Jenkins. No, 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 no. Well, Stephen Step Jenkins back. definitely no, 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 had no, no, a no, line that beard. Line. Step back from the ledge, my friend. Uh-huh. Isn't that from the Goo Goo Dolls? Nope. Okay. <laughs> it's Third Eye Blind. Goo Goo Dolls or I Will Know Your Name. Oh. Or um, uh, that stupid City of Angels song that was... Everywhere that year. But Third Eye Blind also had that, um, you know, graduate. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was really clever back in 1996 when I went to see this show (laughs) because the one of the lines in that song is got to get my punk ass off the streets. They were singing that song. (laughs) I turned to my friend and I said, got to get their punk ass off the stage. (laughs) <laughs> and I thought, I thought I was so funny and I was <laughs> <laughs> lyrical wordplay is is uh, priceless Blake? no actually no they went and saw it without me oh uh, Blake and Cameron went while I, after I had jaw surgery and I could not go oh so I went down to San Antonio to see them and see they they got to see Rage Against the Machine open, which would have been amazing. And instead, I got Third Eye Blind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. All right, let's get back to Wolverine. Oh, and we have to. So Old Man Logan still in Japan, still talking, comparing the future to the present. I'm sorry, the future past to the present present. Um, that's really pick up. Uh, the little kid is mad at Logan because he's going to kill him in the future. So I have a question. Okay. Wolverine, or oh, I'm sorry, Old Man Logan here is from a future that, that doesn't happen. Right. It's from an alternate timeline. Right. So how can this guy in our timeline see this future? Because his third eye sees Across outside. Across dimensions? Yes. Okay, fine. I'll allow it. Because it comes out of his forehead. Yes, it does. So it could possibly, like, and it doesn't have a pupil. Right. So we don't know what it's actually seeing. True. Well, anyway, he's scared of the future where old man Logan kills him. Of course, they don't, he doesn't remember that they started that fight. <laughs> nope. But of course, old man Logan is like, no, that's not really the future anymore. We can change it. And then he plays yo-yo with Logan. Yeah, drops him in and out of the pit with his telekinesis over and over and over again. Uh, we get a really nice double-page spread with some awesome art and some awesome panel work. 
where he uses his powers. Um, and this whole thing is intercut with the present, present, and the future past. I do like how the future flashbacks are like in halftone. Yeah, it took so, me a hot second to figure that out. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, so we see that. The clue is that he has the the gray sideburns and the emo hair with, <laughs> with the indie beard. But um, So yeah, we see him cutting up the silent monk's ninjas, but then we also see him being dropped in the pit over and over again, being stabbed with little spikes. And we get a really nice panel of him killing the silent monk in the future past. And we see the, the silent monk in the present present. And he's all crying and has snot coming out of his nose. And he's like, I don't want to die. <laughs> um, and Logan's like, oh, fine. I'm not going to kill you, <laughs> bub. Yeah. Bub. But he's like, no, you're a liar. And throws him back in the pit. We get a really awesome panel, another double page spread, and a book ended by these two dragons. And inside the dragons are the frames, and kind of makes a U around the page. We get a nice little snick in the dragon's head, and Logan has had enough. And uh, the silent monk's little buddy, he's had enough. But the silent monk is like, no, we haven't. So again, in and out of the well. Says, why won't you die? I like the, the whale? Little, yeah, the whale. <laughs> the well. The well. <laughs> the whale. No, the well. The well. Well. <laughs> we're saying the same thing. No, we're not. You're saying whale. I'm not saying whale. A whale is an animal. The well is where you fall in. Yes, but the first time you said it, you said whale. No, you fall in the well. <laughs> fall in the whale. No, not Jonah fell in the well. Old man Logan falls in the well. Right. The well. Well. <laughs> Suffer well. That's a great I want Depeche everyone song. to Twitter what they heard. Everyone to Twitter? Is to Twitter tweet. the verb? I think tweet's the verb. Aren't you? Twit. <laughs> twit. Twit. Twitch or twat. <laughs> Is anyone else <laughs> use the word twat inappropriately? I mean, I don't mean like in the appropriate, inappropriate way. <laughs> so, so my mother-in-law cracks me up because she doesn't understand what it means. And she thinks it means you're a little butt. And she'll always talk about people sitting on their twats. And I bite my tongue over and over again until I taste blood. But it cracks me the hell up. <laughs> She thinks it means butt. Yeah, and not just butt, like little little butt. I yeah. a cute little butt, like I'm a kid. <laughs> yeah. She tells not, I don't mean that in a pedophilic way. Like you know, like your No, she tells Ethan all right. the time. Yeah. Go sit on your twat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ethan. I need to look it up and see if it's a French word. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that justifies it. What if it is? What if it is? Let's let's <laughs> do this right now because I'm not really that into this comic. Um, can twat ever be clean? <laughs> and yes, you can tw- clean your twat, and you should. No, you need to Google twat translation. It's better Google twat period, <laughs> and not look at images. <laughs> All right, 
in the dictionary, a woman's genitals <laughs> or a person regarded as stupid or obnoxious. I thought that was a twit. It could be both. Um, an urban dictionary, you're getting right on my tits, you twat? I don't know what that <laughs> means. Or you twat in me, I'll twat you. Okay, I got to see what this means. A great word to shout out. Okay, so just an exclamation. Oh, I twat. Okay, got it. All right. A woman's vagina. A blow to the face or genitalia. Used by Tweety. I think that's twat. So that can only mean twat. Tweety bird. An offensive term for a person or (laughs) an acronym for the war against terrorism. Great job whoever came up with that. Why do people that come up with acronyms, why are they completely clueless? We have several acronym, acronyms that work. You know, I'm like, really? Did anyone think about what this means? Yeah, all right, let's see what else. Dictionary.com. Vulva. <laughs> okay, the, the etym- etymology of the word is very interesting. So it comes from the English dialect of thwat. Presumed modern English outcome of thwat. Akin to the old Norse flet, no, sorry, vet, which means a cut, slit, or forest clearing, <laughs> which, you know, can apply. Um, yeah, I see nothing about it being a cute little butt. And so. Well, now they're. But your mom, okay, so to be fair, she also said BMI forever. <laughs> When she meant too much information. And I don't know what she thought B stood for. I still don't know what she thought B stood for. <laughs> I, I think she was trying to be... Big much? She was trying... Yeah. She's a very sweet lady, and we love her. I think she was trying to say a bit too much information. <laughs> that's a stretch, and I think you're trying... You're very, very sweet coming to your mother's defense. <laughs> She tries to be hip and cool, and <laughs> she's just not. But she's a great lady. Ethan cannot have a better better grandmother than both of the ones he has. Yes. Our parents are great. I hope yours are, too. I'm sorry if they're not. <laughs> <laughs> you can live vicariously through ours and pretend that your mother-in-law says twat <laughs> for, for the wrong reasons. Um, so, apparently, when Old Man Logan is pulled up and down, he glows pink. I do also like that he's motioning with his fingers. The blind monk, like, he, like, points down when he wants to drop him, points up when he wants to pull him back out of the whale. So, <laughs> the whale. Uh-huh, the one um, from Star Trek Four. Yeah. <laughs> no, the finger motion reminded me of um, my workout classes. Oh. Okay, a lot, a lot of finger lifts in there. No, sometimes the instructors, like especially if you take a bar three class, they'll say go up. Like you, you take a ball and you push it up against the wall so your back, so you have your back and then you have a ball and the ball's touching the wall. And then you do like a squat. Balls to the wall. Balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. So you do a squat, but you don't go all the way down. You just go down an inch and up an inch and down an inch and up an inch, which if you've ever done that, man it burns like hell but so the instructors will walk around to make sure everyone has good form but so everyone can see they'll do the finger go up 
go down, go up, go down. Oh. Sorry. Visual aids. It reminded me of... You know what visual aids weren't great on? (laughs) Not podcast. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine my finger going up and down. Yes, imagine. Imagine all the fingers going up and down. All right. You may say I'm a dreamer. I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and point your finger up and down. To the one. (laughs) In the whale. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so there is a beautiful... I'm going to name my new band the Whales Twat. (laughs) The Twatty Whales. (laughs) Actually, if we we had names for our episodes, that would be the name of this episode. (laughs) Twatty whale. Yes. You should tweet that. Come listen to the Twatty whale. <laughs> Sing their beautiful songs underwater. <laughs> this is like a fart bubble. <laughs> oh, Ollie made his first fart bubble in the tub the other day. With you? Because he's done it no, for me. No, I was oh, talking okay. about the one with you. No. You, yeah. were, you were bathing. It was glorious. <laughs> That dude, that little dude is all oh boy. He <laughs> loves it whenever I fart. He gets a big old grin on his face. When, it, when he, when he toot. <laughs> this is when he toots and surprises himself. Yes. And he's like, oh. <laughs> you guys were at baseball practice and I was holding him. And uh, I was trying to get something together. And all of a sudden. <laughs> You know, you can feel it through the yeah, diaper. Yeah, you can. It vibrates. It's on the Richter scale. <laughs> he he tooted, and I looked at him like, ooh, Ollie. Because my first thought was, I'm going to have a diaper to change. And he looked at me, and he shook his little legs. <laughs> and he went, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Like, that was exciting. Let's do it again. Do it again. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's my boy. Um, so anyway, and then we see uh, old man. Well, back, back to the comic. We're gonna we're gonna make a full length episode out of this yet, and talk about almost zero comic book, which is fine by me, and probably our listeners as well. But back to the comic. There's a nice, a really nice uh, full page splash of Logan falling down into the whale, but also through time. The whale. And we see him like with his wife Marine, and we see the, the the bad ninja with the ugly mask, and we see some spears, and all that stuff. And um, we so we see in the in the future past where he pops his claws for the first time in front of Marine, to to kill the silent monk, to save the which remind everyone to save their own lives. Right. So, and the silent monk wants to prevent this future, uh, just don't fight him. Yeah, just say, hey. Hey, welcome to Japan. Would you like to hang out with yeah. us? Yeah, here's your get out of jail free card. Right. You know, why don't you just go where you want to go and we won't worry about you and you won't kill me. We won't collect $200. Right, yeah. Um, of course, she's mad because old man Logan killed him while he was defenseless. And Logan's like, he wasn't defenseless. He was going to kill us. Right. Then we find out that we knew, because we know the story, that he had kids, but 
we we see him finding out that that Maureen was pregnant, and then he gets tired of it. Uh, Deathstrike throws an arrow through the kid's leg. He falls down into the well. Old Man Logan grabs him, puts his fist up to his head, and says, "Okay, bub, playtime's over." Ooh. Okay, so let's contemplate this. Let's contemplate. Okay. So I like that the whale has purple coloring, by the way. That's not what I'm contemplating. Yeah. So, remember how in the beginning we argued if Logan was from another world, then how did Third Eye Blind Guy see that he was going to die? You mean earlier this episode? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we argued. I think we both, you told me that you thought... He saw across dimensions, and I said, okay, I'll allow it. Okay. But what if what he was really seeing was this? So Wolverine is remembering his timeline. Oh. But the kid is seeing the current timeline where Wolverine's going to kill him. Maybe. Hmm. Interesting. Noodle twister. You just made me like this comic a little bit more. (laughs) Because I won't lie, I'm kind of getting... I, it's not a bad story. It's just not super interesting, and it shouldn't be five parts. Because this is part four, and we're not done yet. There's one more to go. It's not over. Um, so I definitely have kind of lost interest in it. Um, all right, so art. Really love the art, as always. And, yep, I was going to say, you probably don't care. Um, so we're in the same place. It's going to be really interesting at the end of the year when I nominate Sorrentino for a Wolverine. Mm. Yeah, because I'm going to. <laughs> I say we put we show Ethan snippets, and he's like the tiebreaker. Oh, okay. You can choose. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because he's not gonna like it. No, he won't. He is too. He's not old enough to appreciate this yet. He appreciates my doodles. Yeah, but they're not stylized like this. But anyway, um, I love the art. You don't. Fine. The story, like I said, eh, it's not bad. I just, it's not exciting, and it's taken forever. I agree. So, what else do you want to talk about in this comic? We should... Absolutely nothing. Okay. You want to talk about something else? Sure. <laughs> what are we having for dinner tomorrow night? I don't know. You want a root beer? No. Yeah, I'm going to go get a root beer. I already had my calories for the day. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Speaking of calories, how many calories are you going to give Old Man Logan number 12? Wow, old man Logan's starving. He's starving? Okay. Because I'm only going to give him three. We're going to be the same. Really? I'll also give old man Logan number 12 three out of six claws, almost all of it for the art. Oh, mine's not all no, of it you for know, the art. No, if you're right, I might I might retrograde this to a four. <laughs> Just because I think that's clever storytelling. If it ends up that, that Logan is hearing this kid say the words right of what he's seeing when he's really seeing what he lived through in the future past yep like that that's an interesting storytelling technique it is if that's what's going on is it i don't know and i never know with lemire because he is alternately an awesome storyteller and a terrible storyteller so i never know what to think <laughs> Because I'm, I'm mostly like this book. And I really like some of his image stuff. Like I think Descender is great. Um, 
he's ruining Extraordinary X-Men, or already has ruined, which we'll talk about that in a minute, or I'll talk about that in a minute. But, um, yeah, so it's literally like a tale of two Lemires, and I never know which one I think is the real Lemire. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, so we both gave Old Man and Logan number 12, a square three out of six claws, and that's that's our main book. So um, so that's it. Yeah, that's 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 your uh, stage exit stage left. Good. Now I can kill that spider on the wall. Uh oh. A spider or a spider man? Maybe it's a spider ant man because it is kind of tiny. Oh, I don't know. All right. Well, let's move on, shall we? All right. Moving on. All right. All right. Next up, we have. X marks the spot. Old Man Logan is in Extraordinary X-Men number 15. This is written by Jeff Lemire. Art by Victor Ibanez. Layouts by Guillermo Mogaron. Colors by J. David Ramos. Letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. And Ramos and Edgar Delgado did the cover. And the cover is fine. It's Sapna with uh, big bad octopus hair. Actually, kind of looks like Ursula's lower half from Little Mermaid. Coming out of her head. Uh, her skin is scaly and breaking up. So that's kind of creepy, I guess. And then, so that's all in purple and black. And then you have like her sharp green shirt. And then underneath it all turns from purple to pink to red and orange. And you have the X-Men in an explosion. Like right out of a Michael Bay movie. Um, it's a fine cover. It's really neither here nor there. Um, yep. So, I would say probably about the same thing about this comic. Uh, remember that Ileana and Storm are chasing Sapna through the lattice? Which we find out more about what that is. Basically, it's the uh, connections of all the magic parts of all the different worlds. So that's why Inferno was connected to it and had a portal. And then I went to the magic parts of some other worlds. What I didn't realize the first time, I guess it was the last issue, and I didn't realize this issue, one of the worlds they go through is Indoor, the Ewok Village. Now maybe it's just like that, but now that Marvel has the rights, we, we don't actually see any Ewoks. We do see the huts and the trees and the and the walkways. And if you had the base when you were growing up, like the the playset from the action figures, you know this is this is Ewok Village. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. I, I and I guess that would be one of the. I mean, they had some kind of rudimentary magic, right? Or they believed in it anyway because they thought C three PO was a god. So. Uh, that, to me, was the most interesting part of the whole issue, and it's really a, a non-factor. <laughs> that tells you where I stand on this. Um, but anyway, they have... So that story's going on, and it's not a bad idea. So basically, we find out that the World Eater is going through the lattice, so going entering all these worlds through their points of magic, so like for Earth, it'd be limbo, or for our Earth and this Earth, it'd be limbo as one of the points of magic. And he takes a host who has some kind of magical powers, you know, a mage, a wizard, whatever. And um, 
He uses them to devour that world, devour the souls and all the people on it, etc. But his, his entryway into every world is through the magic. Now, this kind of reminds me of, you know, you know when movies, like movies of a certain type will come out together? I think one of the most famous examples would be like Armageddon and Deep Impact come out the same summer. There are those two about the volcanoes and, you know, this kind of seems to happen. You know, whether someone copies someone or whether they just get separate ideas independently. You know, there's, there's plenty of other great podcasts to go listen to theories about that, you know. How did this get made? A film sack. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, it's that bad. If you can find those anymore, I think they were all taken down. But anyway, there's, there's, there's lots of places that talk about that phenomenon in film. But I kind of feel like we're, we get a little bit of that, and we do, you know, in comics. You know, we'll have all new, all different, and then rebirth, and then, you know, stuff will kind of run in parallel sometimes. Like that between, especially between Marvel and DC. I feel like this is kind of running in parallel just between Marvel that this, this kind of invasion of magic, eating of magic, using it is very. It's not in the same story, and I don't think Lemire is is ripping it off, but it's very, very similar in kind of the feel and theme to what's been going on in Doctor Strange with the last days of magic. The unfortunate circumstance is that the Doctor Strange story was infinitely better and more interesting. Uh, this one is okay. Um, it's not a bad idea. The execution is, is fine. But it's not, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. Some of it might be the art. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, anyway, I don't know. So it's not bad. But they're, they're, they're trying to chase their way, retrace their steps back home because Sapna left them stranded in this this world world with the giant skeletons in the water and so they're trying to retrace their steps back to limbo they find those magicians that wanted to kill them and convince them to team up that they all want to destroy the the world eater and so they're going to try to try to combine powers to get back home to limbo so that's one story another story is several pages of Colossus, you know, Apocalypse Horseman Colossus, and really just several pages of us getting to Forge doesn't know how to fix Colossus, but Apocalypse is like, let me out, I'll do it. All you have to do is set me free. And they kind of say that about six different ways over several pages. They probably just could have done it in a couple of panels, but, you know, that's fine. I do, you know, I'm not crazy about Ibanez's art, but I do like, kind of, since this is kind of a weaker decimated apocalypse, it kind of has like a vulture nose. That's kind of interesting. And a little little interesting visual. We have more hints at Nightcrawler's uh, new inherent darkness. Whatever. Um, the part I actually kind of enjoyed was that um, the interplay between Anoli and Glob and Jean. Because young Jean comes out as they come home. She comes out of the mansion to meet them. And Anol knows that Glob really likes her, like like likes her, and really talks him up. Like talks about how badass he was on this mission, how he went toe to toe with Colossus by himself, and Glob's like embarrassed. But then he goes up to Gene and is like, "Well, I really do have something I want to say." And he kind of stumbles over his words, but tries to ask her out. But then she gets psychically attacked by the coming of Sapna. 
And I just thought that part was like the whole like unknown trying to be the friend, trying to like talk up his friend to the girl that he knows he likes. And then Glob kind of being embarrassed and then overcoming it, but still being kind of awkward. And, you know, and then of course it's interrupted by, by the peril at hand. That, that's probably the best part of the book. But, you know, I said a few issues ago, I don't know, I don't know what the difference is, but Lemire is, I think, doing a much better job writing kind of the quote unquote the kids in this book than they are like the full fledged X Men or our, you know, classic X Men. Maybe it's because he has more, I don't know, it's, it's harder to, to get out of character with them because there's not as many expectations. Maybe that's part of it for me. I will admit that as a reader. But I'm, I'm not going to say it's all that. I think some of it is definitely Lemire. Um, old Man Lung is barely in this. He, gripe, he uh, bitches at Forge a little bit. Then he pops his claws when Sapna comes with her army of winged demons. And that's where we end off. So the art, um, I don't love it, but it's it's fine, I guess. And this the story's fine. It's not bad. I'm just kind of I don't know. I'm just kind of still bored with this book. So even though it was better, it wasn't necessarily that much more interesting. Um, I'm still gonna give Extraordinary X Men fifteen two out of six claws. So, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just, my bias against this book is going to, I'm going to have a hard time overcoming that. I'll just be transparent in my grade. Um, I'm not loving the series, so even when the issues might be a hair better, if they're not a lot better, it's going to be hard to climb out of that hole. But um, anyway, that's, that is our brief X marks the spot. And last but not least, we have... Our where's Logan, Civil War II edition. And old man Logan is barely in this. I think he's in like one panel in the background, but I did spot him. So I'll talk about it very, very briefly. Uh, this is Civil War II number six. Written by Brian Michael Bendis. Art by David Marquez. Colors by Justin Ponsor. Letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. Designed by Victor Ochoa. Or Ochoa. Covers by Marco Djurjevic. And the cover is pretty great. Of course, we have our black banner on the top third. But this time, breaking the banner, we have Miles, Spider-Man, holding uh, Steve Rogers' uh, old-school cap shield above his head, or, or I guess, retro cheek uh, cap shield, over his head, about to slam it into Captain America's body, and it's a there's a nice rain, some gray skies. It's a, it's a pretty great cover. I like it a lot. Um, so real quick in this series or in this issue, we have more arguing. Um, you know, we had the the vision that Miles was going to kill Steve, and of course Carol wants to do something about it, and Iron Man of course argues, and we have some kind of side changing. Um, Black Panther uh, kind of switches sides. Steve Rogers switches sides. Um, you know, and there's a lot of kind of the back and forth on that. Uh, Steve talks to Miles and says, I know you want to do it, so what do you want to do about it? He's like, I just kind of want to go home. He's like, all right, go home. And Carol's like, no, he can't. 
And Steve's like, yeah, you can. Thor, take him home. And she does. And Carol starts to go after her, but Miss Marvel grabs her. Which, you know, one of the more interesting parts of this story has been kind of the breakdown and the kind of pedestal that Miss Marvel had Captain Marvel on. And then S.H.I.E.L.D., um, they're going to try to arrest the heroes that are on Iron Man's side. And then that's when Black Panther steps in and says he's switching sides. Doctor Strange teleports everyone away. But uh, Carol turns to Medusa for help, but she teleports all the Inhumans away, and Carol's kind of left by herself. Um, and, you know, Thor flies Spider-Man home. He can't get over the vision. There's a great sequence where he pulls off his mask and he cries and he sees what he may or may not do. Then we have a little little thing where the Inhumans go home and ask Ulysses, like, all right, what's happening to you? So we know something's going on. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy get Carol's back. But you can see as Peter's kind of talking her up, Peter Quill, that uh, Star-Lord, then Kitty's like, oh, I don't know about this. So that's that's so all that like interpersonal dynamic to me is what I like about this story. So that's why I wasn't as crazy about kind of the last issue that was like fight, fight, fight. And we introduce Ironheart or Riri Williams. I guess she yet says she doesn't have a name yet, so we know what it is because you know we've seen all the ads. Um, but she's talking to the kids, which of course would be. Uh, Miss Marvel, Young Cyclops, Kate Bishop, Nova. And they decide they're all feeling super uncomfortable with the whole situation. And they decide to go find Miles. And their intention, at least according to Tony Stark, because he says he's both annoyed and proud, is that they're going to, you know, get Miles and, and just take him off the board completely. Not in a, in a mob way, like take him out. But like, you know, stay with him, hide him, whatever. That's their intention. So more and more talking. Um, and then we find out where Miles is. He has gone back to the Lincoln Memorial where the vision showed taking place. So I guess he's going to kind of like try to confront this vision and prove it wrong. And so I'm guessing what he's trying to do. And I, I kind of like that. So the art in this book is gorgeous. It has been the whole series. I love Marquez to death. And I know a lot of people have been dogging this series. For the most part, I've been enjoying it. Not every issue has been awesome. And a lot of my grading has been based on how awesome the art is over the story itself. And I definitely agree with the criticism that the treatment of Carol Danvers is problematic. Because it definitely is villainizing her to an extent, even though it, it tries not to, I don't think it really succeeds. Um, and so I, I get that for sure. But assuming that that's who she's going to be in this story, I've actually enjoyed the event as far as the, inter when, it's, when it gets down to the interplay between the characters and how they talk about things and the decisions they make, like, that's all really interesting to me. Um, I really enjoyed this issue. So for those of you not enjoying the event, I'm sorry, but um, I'm actually kind of having fun with it. Uh, not fun. It's not really a fun series. There's, there's nothing whimsical about it, but it's been a very interesting read for me for the most part. Like I said, the, the writing has not been home run every issue like the art has, but I thought it was this issue for the most part. Definitely concerned to see what happens to Miles. Um, 
But yeah, anyway, uh, that's enough. Uh, Old Man Logan was, like I said, in the background of one panel, so this isn't necessarily a Civil War II podcast, but I didn't want to mention it, and I really enjoyed this issue. So I'm going to give Civil War II number six, six out of six claws. And so, there you go. And that is our Where's Logan? Civil War II edition. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed our Old Man Logan-centric episode. Uh, to round out October 2016, we talked about the Logan trailer, which features an older Logan. You can even say Old Man Logan, though they elected not to. And all our appearances were, were based on Old Man Logan himself. So he had his book and he had some guest shots and, well, not really guest shots. They're the X-Men. He's part of the team. So <laughs> a guest shot would be an inappropriate way to describe that. Non-applicable. But, um, and then he was also in our, our Civil War II event. And that, yeah, that's what we talked about. So hope you enjoyed it. As always, please like the Facebook page. Twitter is at Snipcast. Email us snipcast at yahoo.com. And show notes and stuff are snipcast.podbean.com. And I'm not sure what will be next. Um, scheduling has still kind of been a little bit of a puzzle for me, just to be honest. But I'm, I'm working on it. And as hard as I can to try to get back on on track with getting consistent episodes out and, and getting back kind of into our, our flashbacks, which, you know, I've missed doing and missed giving to you guys. So I'm working on getting all that uh, kind of back in sync as quick as I can. But until next time, Hugs and snacks, everybody. Bye-bye. And snacked.